Hello everyone, before we start the show, we have some big news for the Trophy Room. We're hosting the Trophy Room Awards on December 13th. We'll be throwing a special episode to celebrate the greatest games of 2018. But that's not all. Now until December 12th, you can help us hand out bronze, silver, and gold trophies for each category by voting for your favorite games of 2018. That's right. Your vote can be heard by voting for your favorite games this year. And you can participate by clicking the link down below in the description or the pinned tweet on PlayStation Trophy Room's Twitter handle or at the Bad Bit Discord. Let your voice be heard, and I can't wait to see you guys and gals on December 13th. So with that said, Joseph, start the show. Await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every week I, alongside my best friend Kyle, talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation. I'm your host, Joseph, and with me, as always, is the greatest co-host who ever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. Nailed it. Oh, you sure did. I'm doing good, man. I feel like I've gotten now the intro completely just nailing it. It's right? only taken 70 episodes, but we got it. Only taken 70 episodes, it. but you know what? <laughs> We're doing good. How are you, Kyle? It's been a I'm while. I'm good. Uh, a little chilly, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I do this in uh, my basement, and uh, the heat is out. So it's currently 50 degrees where I am right now, and I'm freezing. And you're only wearing a sweater? I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I have uh, my... I don't know if you can, if the camera's dark enough. My PlayStation Ooh. branded blanket that I got at PSX. That's it's fancy nice, living, Kyle. It's nice and warm. Uh, so yeah, you know, feel like I'm it. in the igloo, but I'm here to talk PlayStation because <laughs> that's what I love to do with you, Joe. Yeah, dude. And hey. so you know, Thanksgiving uh, last week, uh, I had fun. How about you? How about yourself? Oh yeah, it's always good eating some good food and just chilling out, watching football, playing games. Dude, I played so many games last week. Mm-hmm. So many. I, I bet you have too. Before we talk about our news that we got, actually a lot of news this week. We, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Classic possibly being a piece of garbage. We're going to talk about a Sony patent potes- potentially linking some type of PlayStation portable device. We're talking game awards. We're talking the trophy room awards. But before we do that, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, what have you been playing? Now let's limit it. Let's limit it. Two I'm, I was only going to, oh, two? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say two and do a shout-out to another one. I do, uh, do shout-out. You know, like, do like my shout-out first. I completed the Spider-Man DLC, um, Turf Wars. How you uh, like fantastic. It? I, I love what the – it's shorter than the first one, mm. but I love what they did with character development when it comes to Yuri. Um, very – you don't see it coming, and it's great. Okay. I love what they set up. For the eventual third one next month. Now I'm worried because my crush on Yuri has only grown over time. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. I don't want her to be hurt. I'm not going to give you any leads. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, what other but you, you mentioned like that I, I played a lot of games last weekend. I did. And I strictly played a ton in VR. Mm. Uh, I've been playing Beat Saber like it's my job. Dude, we've seen it all over Twitter. <laughs> it's, so da- it's so damn good, Joe. <laughs> It's so weird because I was a major rock band player. Okay. I loved rock band. It's specifically the drums. And once I got used to Beat Saber and how it was oriented and stuff, there's a moment where it just clicks. And it's the closest feeling I've ever gotten to being a Jedi and and being on rhythm. Just like, like I'm making like like sword movements, lightsabers, like spinning the wands in my hands. Uh, it's fantastic, and and they do. There's is a campaign mode where they like put modifiers on what you can do, Ooh. and there's some really difficult, frustrating ones. Like you're only allowed to move your hands like a certain amount of meters, in-game meters. Okay. And once you hit that threshold, you fail the song, and it's like really low, so you kind of have to be really still and just kind of quietly move oh, them. Oh wow! Okay. So it's it's super tough, but it's it. I love how they. It gives it more replay value. Yeah. It's more difficulty to it. Um, okay. So I love Beat Saber. And then the second one is I picked up Astrobot uh, Rescue Mission. And um, I, I love it. It yes. is part of – it's an extension from what we got on the demo disc. Right. Or not the demo disc, the playroom uh, thing that comes yeah. – you download with the VR. Um, 
it's fantastic. It's it's 3D, fully 3D VR virtual reality platforming. Yeah. And it's what I loved on that playroom demo thing, and you get more of it here. There's some things that I don't I don't fully love about it. What's what's some of the things that you don't fully love? As a platformer fan, I love being able to backtrack. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I I can't go back in a level once I go past a certain point. Like there's no turning yeah. back and seeing what you missed behind you. Right. Um, I do find it it takes a little bit getting used to where normally I play a platformer sitting down, mm-hmm. and with this I find myself standing up because you kind of have to look like on higher ledges yes. for yeah. like secrets and stuff. And I have yet to find all the secret uh, robots in a level. Oh, I I did it. I I went back to the first level, so I got uh, I have Astro no idea. Bot. And yeah. uh, I, did, I know you said beforehand before we started yeah. that you're like in love with it. Yeah, uh, I I'm I I played Tetris Effect in VR. Yeah, and awesome. Like it's even like visually sometimes it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Um. So I'm just like this is this is amazing and i it was like 12 o'clock last night i was like okay i'm tired but something's telling me try astrobot and i put on the headset and within the first opening scene this is fucking adorable okay just a demo of playroom before this i never i know i never i never Uh, messed with the playroom demo that was my first vr experience was the astrobot level in the playroom see the yeah so with that i I get into the world, and I immediately love how you are an active participant, and it's kind of like fourth wall breaking, but it's just like, we're we're having fun, man. We're having fun. Come with me on this adorable journey. All the little astrobots, oh my god, are the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I do, I will admit, I don't like seeing them floss and dab. Oh like my this. god. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, Kyle. Kyle, they did the Carlton. One of yes, them did the little did. Carlton when they yeah, celebrate when you beat a level. Yeah, one of them dabbed, which I need to show. I need to show you know the the lady that owns this place. She's gonna love that. Uh, yeah, they they did like Elvis like dances. It's beautiful, but it's full of charm. It's full of charm, but also just the platforming. If I could get to that part, yes. yeah. There's checkpoints in each mission that you reach, and that's where the camera perspective changes. Um, and that's when you can't go back. But it kind of makes, for me, it makes it so that you are you make sure you visit every nook and cranny. And sometimes you have to, it, it's kind of like the Moss treatment, but mm-hmm. less side scroller, more open 3D space. And you have to look around. Yeah, stand up. You got to duck a little bit. got to look def- behind you sometimes. got to look behind you as well. Um, the platforming is just phenomenal. I have never played a VR game that has platforming in it. Even certain platformers that just nail it, like Astrobot does. It reminds me of Mario 3D World on, on the 3DS and on Wii U, which I thought were superb, superb platformers. And this 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 is the first time me playing it. It's just so charming. The enemies even are adorable that I'm playing this and I'm just like, never in Sony's long history... Has there been a platform or, or a platforming mascot that could rival Mario? And I, honest to God, on hand to 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 shoes Bible, which is a manual for the PlayStation Four. Uh, I, I, this is it. This is yeah. it. Astrobot. I forgot. I think it was Polygon who said like this is the Super Mario of VR, and it is. And I am in yeah. love with it. I yeah. think it's. Fantastic. And even they even do the thing in Mario where you jump on the flagpole. Mm-hmm. But instead of like just jumping on the pl- platform or, you know, the little flagpole like Mario, when you jump on that platform, he jumps into your controller, which they all do. But then like right in between the share and, and the options button is a little like it's, it's slingshot. a little slingshot and you have to shoot him through these little hoops that mm-hmm. move about. And I'm like, it gets you more coins if you hit them all. And I'm just like, wow, wow, this game yeah. is awesome. Even enemies that like shoot shit at your face, or you gotta like waggle yeah. out of it. It's awesome, dude. I love it. Oh, yeah. God. I, I would agree with you there. Like Sony does have Crash and Spyro as, and and the other lesser ones like Croc and uh, get out of here with that. And, and Gex as platformers. But there you go. Um, 
I, I really do feel that Astrobot, the way it does platforming, is top level. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Can we, can I, we also that, say that Japan Studio, what an underrated team. 100%. Underrated. Every game yeah. they do. Remember, they helped create this little ditty right over here, Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. All right? People like to forget that, but they did. So, yeah. yeah, amazing. I love it. Also played a ton of Spyro. A mm. ton. I love I love the first game. I love it. I'm I'm yeah. almost more than a little over halfway through, I think. And uh I love it, man. But I don't know if yeah. I'm gonna platinum it because I really suck at platformers and those ramps okay. could eat a dick. So yeah, that's I what agree. I've been playing. That's <laughs> what I've been playing. Uh anything else you've been playing you wanna give nope. a little shout out to now? That's it. No, I'm just excited to get back to Beat Saber and some Astrobot, man. <laughs> well, we'll be talking about them later for sure. But first Let's talk about Sony's patents to po- uh, potentially for a PlayStation 5 game cartridge design. So a few days, this not leaked out, but well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Initially reported by a Dutch site, TechCastic, a new patent filing appeared for the Korean Intelligent Property Rights Information Service. Well, that's a mouthful. And even the acronym, Kipperus, for the electronic game cartridge, considering home console games... Or sorry, home console consoles. I, I can't read today. Home game consoles. Home game consoles. Thank you. My dyslexia kicked into overdrive. Have been using optical discs since the days of PlayStation. One of them began to embrace distributing games digitally. This patent has naturally raised many eyebrows, especially since game cartridges are more expensive. However, given the success for Nintendo's home console slash handheld hybrid, the Switch, maybe Sony wants to challenge Nintendo and provide something similar to the other theory that is Sony is planning for a successor to the last handheld, the Vita. But at this point, both possibilities can't be proven and should be taken with a grain of salt. This comes from Engadget, by the way. Dude, what the fuck is this paragraph? It's just full of riddles. Before I get into this, mm-hmm. there's even more speculation adding on to this handheld idea because Sony also had a patent out for a console that had a tablet. We talked about it before. Tablet screen, uh, dual shock. it seemed like ripped apart down the middle and attached to this tablet. Uh, then we have the new CEO in telling telling investors that he wants to embrace mobile games more as well. So, Kyle, yeah, what are your thoughts about all this? Do you think? <sighs> do you think this is true? Great preg- pregnant pause on that one. I like yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go back when I first saw the tweet. Okay, because I saw the image. I think it was from a. I actually first saw it from like a Nintendo. Twitter handle. Yeah. They uh, they tweeted it out. And of course, all and, the Nintendo guys. <laughs> isn't Sony just copying Nintendo again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, I immediately retweeted saying the Vita lives because I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited yeah. having PlayStation quality games on a Switch, well, a powerful console like the Switch that can handle games like that on the go. Mm-hmm. But with PlayStation brands, yes, sign me up. That's what I was hoping it was. Um, and then looking more into it, and actually there's been an update to that story. Oh, no. Um, this morning, it's it's for something – it's not for a new handheld Sony console. And what is, what is it then for? Um, it's for a um, – further research has revealed that this patent was filed in 2017 mm-hmm. and relates to a product known as Sony Toyo, which was released last year and features cartridges like those found in the patent, patent filing. Is that um, something that can so only be like found a, in Korea, or because I've never heard that until? Yeah, recently. it's or just not. I, I, I'm still not entirely sure what it is. It looks like a like a kid's version of like those learning like game console things, like where you would learn how to read with like the Woody the Pooh learns to read oh, or okay. yeah, Math yeah. Blaster type thing. And that's what it looks like to me, and does look like it's only in uh, Asian countries. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's out in Europe or here at all, but it actually kind of looks like Labo. If I could be completely frank with you, yeah. And we yeah, all know yeah. how that fucking turned out. It looks very plasticky and toy-like. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, unfortunately, as much as I would hope that it would be for Vita Two or for a Switch-like PlayStation on-the-go console, but do you think, like, even if this was true, because like yeah. my my initial reaction is like, cute. I already have the Switch. I don't want this. 
And what I mean okay. by that is like, dude, Astrobot. Let's talk about it. It's it's opened my eyes to. Sony's really embracing VR, and I think like in this year alone, you really see Sony's embrace of this technology and them doing something different with with VR and with the games that we have. Um, I think with PlayStation Four, you have all the main AAA support there, but then when when it comes to VR, you have the more indie, the more double A, you know, like Japan Studio supporting it with Astrobot, Beat Saber, Moss. These aren't huge games like God of War, but they're special and they're unique. Um, that where where would a Sony handheld fit in that equation? You know? Yeah. And we, we saw that even with the Vita. They didn't really support it all that well. I think uh they released it way too early. Yeah. And it actually worked it, it paired really well with the PS4. Mm-hmm. where the, the remote play was really great early on. Yeah. And now it's just kind of at the wayside. You can do it, but it's not... The games are too they're too powerful now. Like, the Vita cannot handle it. I I mentioned uh, months ago, I tried to remote play Spider-Man. Yeah. Did not work all that well, uh, but it's still a thing. And yeah. I think if they really put into the research for that and its connection to PS4 more mm-hmm. than with PS3... Um, I think it would have been way better. But so wait, are you saying that Sony did console to handheld play before Nintendo did? In, in like a, a hybrid solution? Kind of, kind of, sort I'm of. I'm just trying to take a jab at my Nintendo. Sure, Let that's me fine. Do this. All right, there but you go. here, Joe, I'm going to get back on the hype train. Okay. Let's say yeah, that let's, they take this. Yeah, you're bumping me this, out, Kyle. Yeah, let's take this cartridge patent, patent yeah. and kind of combine it with what you were just saying about with VR. Yes. What if we live in a crazy Sony world? Where we get a portable, portable, handheld gaming machine, where you put the cartridge in and it's just VR only, and you can hook it to the VR headset, and you can just walk around in VR all day. Oh man, just, I'm on board. I'm just so... make sure you have a padded yeah. room, yeah. and then you're good to go. Okay, let me let me go outside. I'll take a. <laughs> can stroll you imagine walking the streets of New York City right. and just people with VR helmets on and this little on thing the in their hands? Yeah, yeah. Like, walking down the street on the subway. <laughs> old man just sitting next to you. I fought a war for you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that actually that gets me really hyped because we see with uh, I believe Oculus does it. The Oculus Go, I think it's just called. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's completely wireless. You see it with Samsung as well. They're going with the cheaper alternatives to VR. Um, that would actually be really awesome, Kyle. I'm not gonna lie to you. That would be really stellar. It would just it, it maybe that is the next place where the PlayStation yeah. VR goes or the next variant. Because you do need you do need beefier hardware to support that one yeah. would assume. And, and the wire situation now is it sucks. Yeah. Well, with the version two that I have, they've uh-huh. eliminated one or two wires, so it's not oh, as that's... bad. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I honestly, God, I think that would be awesome. Like, yeah. PlayStation VR Go or like I'm... whatever oh. it is. That that because then I'm like not confined to just my room. I could go to any room in my house yeah. and use it. Not just like I'm on the bus. Look at me. I'm a fucking ass. <laughs> it's just like, I'm, <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's awesome. Actually, yeah. that would be really rad. Yeah. So for me, I, I think. You got me on. You got me hyped. I can't even focus. I'll be honest. Let's get to the next question. Let's get to yeah. the next, or sorry, question. Let's get to the next topic. Sure. The PlayStation Classic mixes PAL and NTSC games, and the results disappoint. This comes from uh, Eurogamer. And first and foremost, these are the games that will be affected, or the PAL versions of these PlayStation 1 games. Battle Arena Toshiden, Grand Theft Auto, if you ever heard of that game, I haven't. Uh, Jump Flash, Tekken Trace, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Siete, Cool Borders Dos. Nailed all of those. What's baffling? I think that's Ace, by the way. <laughs> Rainbow Six. Siete. Rainbow Six. Quattro Six. Seven, right? Yeah, something like that. Listen, I'm the Spanish one in here. You just got to take my word for it, Kyle, all right? I don't, need some, I don't need some, you know, some Irishman telling me how to pronounce my syllables. All right. Here is straight out of the Eurogamer article. Please give him a click. 
What's baffling is the inclusion of PAL versions at all, particularly when the vast majority of PAL titles in this list were actually developed in Japan or the United States. So what's the problem here? Well, these days, all console si si ah, systems run at 60 hertz, a format accepted by HD TVs all across the world. Back in the day, PAL territories used TVs that ran at 50 hertz instead. And the easiest way to go port these games over to PAL systems were to simply run them slowly. Most PAL games run at 83% of the full speed of NTSC versions in terms of frame rate, and most of the time in terms of actual gameplay speed too. Side by side with the NTSC equivalents, PAL versions are generically or generally slower and plotting and don't properly represent US or Japanese developers' original visions. Okay, so what I read in this whole techno mumbo jumbo mm -hmm. is that these games will be running at 50 hertz, uh, which is a lesser speed and it looks like by a large margin than what we're used to, our eyes are used to, uh, in North America. So with that, Hypecaster writes in like you can too if you're part of the Discord channel, link down below, or if you follow us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, and he asks, did you get a PS Mini slash Classic? He means, are you still tr planning to buy one? Mm -hmm. um, and my question to you, so we'll, we'll pick apart this, does this news worry you that it is a slower less i guess definitive version that we're used to and is this uh, a deal breaker yeah. it's it's not a deal breaker mm -hmm. and it doesn't really worry me too much um it does disappoint me it, yeah. to the fact where it i mean sure all these kind of mini console boxes are a cash grab mm -hmm. but this feels like bare bones minimum on sony's part um right. which sucks uh, that's not saying anything about the games included because that's a whole nother argument. It just it feels like they just wanted to put a box out just to put it out. It, it feels like something like I could have maybe brought yeah. to the table with no knowledge and be like, hey, just do the bare minimum, get the games <laughs> in there, let's ship Who it. Who cares? The Charge a hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah, the one question that we're still waiting uh, answers back. I wrote to Shu and he's just please. He's, he wrote back. Uh, please don't write to me ever again, which I, I guess is his way of saying, we kid, we like to. The restraining order was a great joke on his part. But uh, yeah, it is is why did these games, why are we getting the PAL versions and not the North yeah. American better versions? That's a question that is very strange because, yeah, these are inferior versions and ones that we're not used to, nor the Japanese audience. So the two largest demographics are, don't recognize you know, these games as the definitive versions are, don't, aren't used to them. So I don't know why. That's a really stupid thing on Sony's yeah. part. And it's not even bare minimum. I just, there is no reason. It really, there is none. And it it sucks because you're charging 100 bucks for these games. Now, most of them, for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not torn about. The only one I am torn is uh, Tom Clancy's, uh, Ventisinko, I'm very disappointed about. But other than that, most of the games yeah. that I do want, like like Siphon Filter, aren't affected. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy about that. But th this list of games, seven out of the twenty, that means I'm only really playing thirteen at the best quality. That kind of that does piss me off. My question: Where would a PlayStation Mini fit in this set? I'm in that thinking, set? Yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking I gotta move. We can make it work. We can make it work. I could move that. Yeah, I can move that. So I'm still getting it because to me it's the novelty of it. I'm not oh, going to yeah. really play these games in full anyway. Uh, and it's, it's something great for it to look back here on the set. But I understand why you're disappointed. I also understand why people are pulling their pre-orders and not buying this game. Or sorry, this thing. And I think it's going to affect sales greatly and the mm -hmm. way people view this. And it's a mistake, and it's stupid. Yeah. And I'm also still getting one. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I love PlayStation, and I, I, I will play most of these games. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to completion, but I think it'd be cool, especially with uh, I have uh, my nieces around the house. So it would be cool to show them what I grew up playing mm -hmm. and what games started out as, because compared to when they sit here and watch me play Spider-Man right. or the the remastered version of Spyro. 
just like to show them like hey this is how far games have looked and right. felt you know um and then antonio writes in with this would you be open to playstation continuing to improve slash tweak their controllers such as the touchpad the light bar seem to be on the weaker side in my opinion maybe leave it alone till playstation 5 so um i i think you leave it alone till playstation 5 yeah i think I, there's no need the, the really the, my only complaint at this point with the dual shock is the fact that um the battery six yeah and the sticks kind of yeah the the sticks it, to me what needs to improve over anything is the build quality of that controller because guys apparently i'm a playstation fanboy i didn't know this i host a playstation yeah. podcast just occurred to me the controller sucks like build quality sucks mm-hmm. it's awful quote me on it please Instead of quoting me on stupid things I say about Xbox, quote me on this stupid shit. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. That's what I would like improved. Touchpad, I don't... I actually like the touchpad. I, I just, do too. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, light bar doesn't really bother me much. I wish I could just maybe just turn it off mm-hmm. uh, for some games. But other than that, it's fine. I don't mind it. Yeah. Fix the build quality. But get what, a better what, battery in there. Maybe this is a question for a different time. But yeah. like, what would the next step be? Like, to have a fully customizable... DualShock 5? Yeah. The... I think like what Astro's doing right now, there's a new controller yeah. that's coming out in March um, that actually looks really awesome. You can move everything around. There's buttons in the back. Better battery. 12-hour battery. Um, that's the future. I think you start putting paddles in the back of your controllers because that's... You don't think it's a big need until you get it, until you have it, and then you go, oh, I get it. This is awesome. So, yeah. I, I think you start... You, you start entertaining those ideas. But until yep. that, like, to me, I think the controller is absolutely perfect. Like, how it feels in the hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus December 2018 games announced. This comes from Push Square. Your PlayStation Plus games for December have been revealed. The marketing for the final section of 2018 on PlayStation 4 subscribers will be getting. And since there is no drop yeah, uh, this week. Weird. Which what is you weird. Uh, well, maybe there's just nothing that came out. But nonetheless, prepare the drop. Uh, you're getting Soma and Onrush. And then joining them is Iconoclast, which is on PlayStation 4 and a Vita cross-buy. The Rather Good Papers, Please is also on Vita. And PlayStation 3 gamers will be uh, users get Sturden and Steinsgate. Steinsgate. Um, with that, what, what game on here in, in, excites you the most? Uh, on rush same here um yeah i I, i've been missing like an arcade eraser Mm -hmm. um and that game always intrigued me i just never you know yeah Yeah. and unfortunately yeah bite the bullet and buy it or something i don't know yeah yeah yeah, but unfortunately that game didn't sell and uh most of the you know unfortunately a lot of people lost their jobs and that really that really does suck hopefully We get some support for this game via PlayStation Plus. Uh, I also know it's on Games Pass. Uh, if you like that service, you own an Xbox. Oh, Joe, what are you doing? You're crazy. Uh, yeah, it's also there. It's it's now, it just seems like it's there for everyone at this point. Uh, just to get the word out or to make as much money as they could off something that didn't do that well. But I'm excited to see it because these are the guys that made MotorStorm, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so again, it's it sucks. But hey... It's there for you to enjoy. Hopefully, you like it so much you demand a sequel. It kicks ass. But with yeah. that, there's oh, a new... real quick, yeah. real quick, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the horror fans, Soma. If you don't know what that's about, it's from yeah. the guys who or the the people who made uh, Amnesia. Um, Nightmares. Which stuff. I've seen people watch play it on, on YouTube. It looks cool. But yeah. I'm not a horror guy. And the other game that I already have on my Vita. Uh, if you own a Vita, get Papers, Please. It's a really cool smaller game where you basically are like somebody at a gate at um Mm -hmm. i believe it's russia and you have to uh make sure people they present their passports and you need to check everything make sure everything's good and they're not fake and then you either let them in or tell them to go and then you get like an an, a uh uh a salary based on how you do and things happen revolutions like it's pretty cool how about walls uh, Kyle, Kyle, this new story you added. I so did. if you could, please elaborate. Sure. There is another new PSVR bundle that will nab you the headset along with Beat Saber 
and Borderlands 2 VR on December 14th. So this bundle hits store shelves on December 14th across the U.S. and Canada for $349.99 U.S. or $450 Monopoly Canadian money. Uh, <laughs> same day as the launch of Borderlands 2 VR. The bundle includes the VR system, one PlayStation camera, the demo disc 2.0, uh, two PlayStation Move motion controllers, Borderlands 2, and Beat Saber digital game vouchers. Um, my question to you, Joe. Yes. This is the perfect time to get a PSVR bundle, right? Because we, we we see one with the Creed and Super Hot, yep. along with the the camera, the Move controllers, and the headset. And then we have a Moss and Astrobot yeah. that comes with the camera just without the Move controllers. Yeah. I, what say you? Uh, Dude, this is the this I I've never been on board uh, with VR. You know that I've been pretty skeptical about mm-hmm. it since launch. Uh, again, Astrobot made me a believer. Tetris Effect made me a believer. Uh, from what you talk about with Beat Saber, yeah. I'm on board, and yeah. I think you're t- completely right. This is the best time to own a PSVR unit. Like I got mine because I saved up with my Amazon points, which apparently is more effective than Canadian currency. Bam, bam, chunk of <laughs> Take that, you son of a bitch. Take that, you you got a cool one, see? Jam it. You. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I saved up and what was supposed to be $250, I ended up getting it for like 120 something crazy. So, and also like I was a Prime member and it discounted even further. So, I was uh, I I was just like whatever for like a hundred ish bucks I got this awesome thing, mm. and I got uh, so many games for it. I got Moss, uh, Tetris Effect. <laughs> There's so many games out now for this thing that honestly it's so worth it at this point. And the games are they're cheap and they're really good. Yeah, it's like they're super affordable and they're really great. Mm. Yeah, like Astrobot on the on the and, and Tetris Effect on the more expensive side for forty bucks. But they're both definitely worth that price. Yeah. Same with Moss. And For sure. This VR bundle, you know, to me, I was just like, it kind of sucks. It's three forty nine, and I'm used to the Black Friday sale of it being mm-hmm. two fifty. But yeah, I mean, look at the games you're getting: Borderlands Two VR. And yeah, that I think is the real question here. Yeah. If Borderlands Two VR mm-hmm. is what I hope it is, and it runs like perfectly in VR, I can't. I can't imagine being in the Borderlands world in virtual reality. Right. Like, it, it being in a cel-shaded world and, and how crazy that world is and how expansive this VR version is, mm-hmm. if it's anything even close to what I want, it's going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah. And Borderlands 2 go, uh, retails for 50 bucks. Again, yep. VR, we get it. It's an older game, guys. Don't beat us yeah. over the head with that. Uh, but it's in VR. And that yeah. alone adds a totally different perspective to the world and what mm-hmm. you're able to do. Um, and then you got Beat Saber, which is a $30, which is 30. game. Yep, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you do math, I'm not good at it. It's 80, 80. bucks. And, plus um, the move controllers. Plus the move controllers, which are also 80. So to me, this this is a great deal, especially if you never played Borderlands 2. Like, I really haven't gotten into Borderlands 2. And if you're into Beat Saber, this is a great deal. Go for it, man. Go for it. What about you, Kyle? Absolutely. You think you think it? You're... Oh, yeah. As somebody who got it relatively early on, and there was that period where I didn't really use it that much because there wasn't much that spoke to me other than Moss yeah. earlier this year, yeah. and then I just didn't touch it. Dude, I'm thinking uh, about Firewall now. Yeah, that's one that I also want to get because yeah. I hear it's like Rainbow Six Siege, and you love Rainbow Six Siege, and I love watching people play that. Yeah. But to do it in VR sounds kind of cool. Yeah, and I want to see how that is, and I've heard dude, it's pretty great, dude. Rainbow... I have the aim controller. I have the thing. You have so... the thing, dude. I yeah, Rainbow Six Vente Ocho Siege is so great, and to see Firewall try to tap that's it. I'll do. I'll beat this fucking joke to death. Cow, don't you dare! <laughs> I'll get them. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I'm I'm on board. I think next sale I'm gonna pounce on yeah. that like a like a yeah. spider monkey plus uh, it feels yes. like the playstation youtube channel or playstation just marketing in general it seems like there's a new psvr game being announced like every other day mm-hmm. there, there's like this new one there was i think one i saw today about a um a fisherman uh like puzzle game which okay. looked kind of cool like it, it, it kind of gave me like mist vibes yeah like walking around and, and solving puzzles and stuff um, so there's there's games out there. I yeah. think the total is up to like 380, almost 400 titles for PSVR. So yeah, 
Get on it. Edward Varnell writes in via Twitter at PS Trophy Room. Hey, cop. What up, Joe? What scares Sony from risking their business for doing something new with the PlayStation brand? Since they claim to be in a better place, do you think they stay in it uh, while delivering something that stands out? You were like, I got a, I got a response for this question. Thank you, Edward, for writing. Yeah. This is a great question. Uh, so, Kyle, what do you, you got to say to Mr. Varnell here? So, my Joe made it sound way more impressive than <laughs> than what I had in store. Oh. Uh, I, I think Sony, they've done risks. I mean, we just talked about VR and how it took a while for it to get moving. They've they've done and they did another portable in the Vita that didn't sell well. They took a risk and it, it sure that one didn't really work. Right. But you see with VR, that's something that the other consoles aren't really I mean, doing at, as of now. Yeah, look at uh, what is it? Uh, PlayStation TV. What's it called? I think it's like yeah, a uh, view. View, right? You got uh, the PlayStation uh, Vita Mini. What was the Vita Mini thing called? Oh, the little box. Yeah, the little box. That was PlayStation TV. Yeah. There you go. Okay, you got PlayStation. Yeah, right. I knew it was had a dumb name. Yeah. Uh, they've made risks before, but you see, yeah. they didn't pay off. A lot of them didn't because mm-hmm. that's what risks are. They're a huge, huge, huge risk. Um. With that, I, I think they do take risks, though. I think, yeah, yeah like, we, we're we seeing it with VR. And I think a lot of people mistake them doing something first with them being safe and not taking risks. Like, I think every single company that is in VR right now is, A, they're in it for the long haul, and, B, they're all taking huge financial risks. Huge financial risks. Look at Oculus. Oculus, mm-hmm. the... the the company itself, from what I'm aware of, does not really net Facebook any money. It's kind of just like a just something Facebook throws money at, but it's it's not their money maker. It's not where they make the most profits. Obviously, that's the Russians. When it comes to hardware, it's it it's it's it is a money pit. And I was caught up on how good that fucking joke landed. I didn't know where it was going, but seriously, it's. It, it, it is a risk for everyone involved. It's a risk for Samsung. It's a risk for PlayStation. But they're seeing who does it right, how they can mimic it, copy it. Yes, success leads to imitation, and imitation leads to competition, and competition leads to innovation. The circle completes. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think they're all competing. They're all in it for the long haul. They're all risking something. Yeah. You know, they all have something to lose here. So. You know, like when we were talking about before, when it came to the Nintendo, you know, the PlayStation Switch, let's just call it. Sure. Like, why would you criticize that? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not an original thought. Obviously, but they see Nintendo making a whole lot of money in that field, and they're all alone in this field of a hybrid console. So why don't, why wouldn't you want to go in and dip your feet into that if you're a company? And you have the infrastructure to make games for that platform. Uh, for me, it's the same thing with streaming, right? Like, is Xbox going to be the first to go into streaming? No. Was PlayStation? No. Uh, was Gaikai? No. On Live? Maybe. That's the the first one we knew about. Mm-hmm. But there's been other before it. And so I think risk doesn't mean first. I think risk means having something unproven come out and then it be a success or it fails. And I think oftentimes, yeah, yeah I'm sorry, Kyle. No, it's, I, I can going back to when PS4 and Xbox one were first revealed mm-hmm. and like that E3, yeah. when, when we saw Xbox trying to do something new with their Xbox one, the always online, the DRM stuff, the not being able to share games and stuff. Yeah. And Sony not doing that, going yeah. a different direction. I think that kind of says something where they kind of, they make their decisions based on, being different from the other brands, and that's not and a that swipe was like, at Microsoft. No, that's just no, them that trying to do something risk. different. Yeah, because I think before that thing, I the the thought was both PS4 and Xbox One were going to go that route, being always online and DRM and all that stuff. Yeah. And to find out that Sony didn't decided not to do that was a huge risk, and, and uh, or maybe not a huge risk, but like they went the other way. They yeah. they saw that coming. Yeah, they so. predicted it going in 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 the way that they thought it was. 
Yeah. And uh, and Xbox predicted, but now you see it like it's kind of turned at this point, mm-hmm. where they're all kind of going in that direction. Xbox foresaw they just thought it was going to be sooner. So again, they all take risks. I think even when you look at the next generation of consoles, everyone's going to take a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Everyone, even a PlayStation goes, we're just making it a stronger console and not doing anything different. That's a huge risk. Xbox going, we're just going to do streaming stuff. Huge risk, right? So, or hearing the rumors that they're going to have a version with no disk drive. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. That's a big fucking risk that yeah. I want to see pay off. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, that Xbox diskless thing, this this Xbox has a disk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it was a Player One podcast. That was the title of that episode. Fucking great. But, um, yeah, like, th- that's awesome. It gets me way more excited than the Xbox One X. Be completely real with you. Most of my Xbox games are digital, uh, so like for me, it's just like yeah, that's that's real cool. I so I think PlayStation does it. I think we're seeing it with the uh, VR and Edward. Man, salute to you. That was a fucking phenomenal question. Absolutely. Oh my god, we got a lot of meat off that bone. Hey Kyle, you know next week the Game Awards oh. are happening. Next week is gonna be fun. Yeah, next week there's a lot of stuff next happening. We got the Game Awards <sighs> December sixth. And then kind of funny game showcase yeah. on December eighth. The two hours of a bunch of unreleased or new games to be announced. It's gonna be awesome. Sixty games, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, we're gonna be streaming the uh, we're gonna be streaming the Game Awards that night. They premiere at eight thirty EST time. We'll be going live. Uh, you said you won't be able to make it. Uh, I'll, or, be, I'll be around eight eight fifteen. So I'll be starting it at around eight o'clock you'll join me and then we'll be joined by kyle and we will react to the game awards uh again that's thursday night eight eight o'clock to whenever the game awards end uh we'll be streaming it because we i finally got the parts for my pc we're able to stream now i'm very very excited about it i spent like 300 bucks come on dude so (laughs) yeah we got everything working i'm really excited to to start streaming and this being with the game awards and then on top of that two days afterwards is um the kind of funny game showcase yeah. now i never heard of these guys before yeah. um don't know any of them Some no names never try, influenced try to whatever. make it on their own and whatever yeah i've heard one of them had a playstation podcast it may have influenced this one in a major way sure all yeah. hearsay all hearsay this was an original <laughs> thought okay uh they're gonna be having a showcase where it's 60 games I think 58 developers are going to show off unreleased games, both big and small. Yeah. It's going to start Saturday the 8th at 1 p.m. EST time, and there's a two-hour run. So you're going to see me, hopefully, at around 12.30 EST time or 12.45 EST time, depending. Uh, it's going to be running real close to the wire on that one. I'll be doing a stream alongside my good friend Kyle here, and we'll be reacting to all the games. We'll do a little highlight reel as well. So again, we're streaming the Game Awards, 8 o'clock EST time, Game, Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, uh, Showcase, uh, 12.30, the 8th. There you go. We'll we'll also double check and make sure all that stuff's good. Yeah, no, we just literally, (laughs) like, five minutes before the show, we're like, is this it? This is it? So, But yeah, I'm super excited, because that's something I love doing during E3 with you and Sean, Mm -hmm. just kind of reacting live to things and um going into our next story uh game awards is bringing the fire right so right now we'll merge these two stories together more than 10 new games to be announced at the game awards 2018 then obsidian entertainment to debut a new rpg at the game awards obsidian entertainment one of microsoft's new acquisition is scheduled to make a an rpg announcement at the game awards this year there's a strong possibility that the title will still launch on playstation 4 despite fallout new vegas developer batting for the team in green these days it seems that this particular title will be published by a private division a subsidiary of take two. Oh, it's oh it's by private private division there's hope that it comes to ps4 so yeah uh okay i'm gonna say this I know it's coming to PlayStation 4. Lil Birdie told me so. And this Lil Birdie is called Common Sense. Because in XO18, yes, PlayStation fanboy watched it. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, They came out and they said, you know, all the things that are in the pipeline, 
uh, we are still supporting as Xbox. They will, we're, they remain untouched. That's what she said. No time. That's what she said. So it just makes sense that this, this came was in production long before the Microsoft deal. And yeah, it's definitely, it, it also happened with we happy few. Yeah. That came, still came out on PlayStation. So yeah, with that, Mr. Moody, the glorious one at glorious one writes in, do you think we'll get a release date? For any PlayStation exclusive at the Game Awards. Yes. What do you think that game's going to be, Kyle? If you were I Shu, would, you have one shoe, game. If I was a betting man? Yes. Wait, I wait. Would... You have to announce a release date for one, delay the other. Oh, shit. You're Shuhei Yoshida. He doesn't just run the PlayStation first party. He runs PlayStation. He runs Sony. He runs the Muller Probe. He runs the Illuminati. <laughs> great okay uh all right the delay one's easy yeah. so i think 90 percent chance we will see a release date for dreams okay. at the game awards okay I, I think without e3 next year i think it's they have to all eyes on the thing i think game awards is dreams time to shine and i think since i have to delay one i don't think death stranding is anywhere close so let's delay death stranding hey uh kyle could you grab onto this mic? Because I'm about to drop it. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm ready. Now, I'm Shuhei Yoshida in my ivory tower, mm-hmm. plotting, conspiring. I say, as Shuhei Yoshida, in his natural voice, which is more villainist, but also kind of British. I don't know what this is. Uh, Death Stranding is getting a release date. Oh, shit. Okay, you're going Death, Death Stranding's 2019. And it's about to blow your fucking mind hole. All right. Guess what? It's going to get announced at its release date for fall 2019. It's going to get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make an awesome story. <laughs> so that, that's my prediction. It's a two for one. <laughs> gotcha. I appreciate that. Oh, God. All right. With that. It, before yeah. we move on. Yeah. Are there any other, like... Uh, any other exclusives you think have a chance? Like Go to Tsushima? Uh, um, I think... Okay. Last of Us, any more information on that? Like, Honestly, you want to blow my mind hole wide open? You, yeah. If Sony's smart, and they're the best company around, I know. Um, you... I think the one that has makes the most sense is Dreams. Because yeah. it, it was on the cover of Game Informer, so it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think the second one is Death Stranding. Because of his tie to Kojima and yeah. the friendship and seeing him pop on stage multiple times uh, just makes sense. Uh, then it's Ghost of Tsushima. Since we've seen so little of it, uh, I think that would be awesome for it to be a summer release. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited for that game. I think it looks gorgeous and it's yep. awesome. Then, of course, I think Naughty Dog's The Last of Us is dead last. So for me, I, I think that's where the, the pecking order lies in. But... They want me to go fucking crazy, Kyle. Of course they do. Bloodborne too. Yeah, I was. That's what I thought you were gonna come with. Yeah. Like they're gonna announce a release date and the game all in one thing. Dude, you want to <laughs> see me lose my collective? <laughs> that's why I'm so excited that we're gonna be able to live stream this. Oh my god, I will cry. I will cry. I will laugh. I will have an erection. I'll throw up. I'll do the whole thing all over again. <laughs> <sighs> Man. Hey, did you know that Superman, uh, World's Finest, listed, is spotted? Yeah. I did. That was a great segue. <laughs> what a butcher of the human fucking English language. Rumor. <laughs> this comes from Push Square. Spider- <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man's another game already. Kyle, read this because I'm losing it. Rumor. Superman, World's Finest, listing spotted. Is it Rocksteady's new game? Comes to us from Push Square. Whenever a big event in the gaming calendar is on the horizon, you can guarantee at least a few rumors will do the rounds. We're just over a week away from the Game Awards 2018, where Jeff Keighley has promised more than 10 new game announcements will be made in between doling out trophies. One game that's currently being thrown around is the new title from Rocksteady. Some believe that the Batman Arkham developer will show off its next game at the awards show. And it seems that the front runner for what it could be is Superman World's Finest. What do you think? Are we seeing this, Joe? By God. 
Now, let me put my speculation hat on. Yep. I have my own speculation hat on, too. This one has me as heated as a turkey Reuben (laughs) on a Sunday evening. By God, that's when you have a turkey Reuben, by God. This is happening. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact this is happening. It has to. We've seen so many leaks of this game possibly coming out. I want to lay the groundwork here. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about this kind of funny game showcase. Yeah. Um, I think it makes the most sense, don't get me wrong, that this game is at the Game Awards. You yes. get the most eyes on it. But yeah. there's this, this small-time fucking nobody called Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. I never heard of him in my life. Um, yeah. Looks like a fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, a little big dork. I'm just like, <laughs> dork. Probably like three foot tall, you know? I could take him. Uh, in, anyway, <laughs> I think because he's this big super, uh man fan. I think I think it shows up I, in my heart of hearts. Yeah, I want that to be the case. What it I want to happen is, is, yeah, I want us to show up there just because I know Greg will lose his mind. Yeah, or, or he's already lost his mind because he knows if it's going to be there or not by now. Also, just like if you've listened to the podcast, you yeah. you have it like you feel it. He knows something we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's very he's very playing loose, you know. With yeah. us. So I think I think that's where it's going to show. My heart of hearts. I know this is real. But my yeah. question to you, Kyle, and I am stealing a question from Games oh. Daily. Okay. Okay. All right. I am Philip Musoning this. Oh boy. Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, um, Superman comes out. Yeah. But you get to pick one of these three developers to make it. Okay. okay. Here we go. You either could do Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. You can either do God of War's team. Or you could do Insomniac's Spider-Man team. Oh. So you got Santa Monica, Insomniac, Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's the even bonus. So, because, like, Spider-Man, like, you you know they're making a sequel. None yeah. of these games, theoretically, none of their games they're actually working on get pushed back. Okay. So it's just a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Who are you going for here? I think I would stick with Rocksteady. Yeah? Why is I that? Think because they, their love for DC, the worlds of DC, have shown in the Arkham series. And, and I, I feel like it's at home and they they understand what makes a good DC story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Sony Santa Monica is pretty close to that. I, I I would love to see like a dark Superman story, like in the style of like Kratos. Yeah. Um, not that Superman would be a crazy killer, violent man, you know, yeah. but like, I, I feel like Sony of Santa Monica would do a great job. And so would Insomniac, really, but Insomniac is more fun loving mm-hmm. and like, you know. I think uh, their studio doesn't match Superman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think Rocksteady is the right choice and I think it should be them. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm going different. All right. Okay. I love Insomniac. I'm so happy that they're getting the fucking recognition man Absolutely. so great spider-man is theirs mm-hmm. superman isn't though right so it goes to rocksteady or santa monica yeah and here's why i'm choosing santa monica okay what's the problem with superman right now in today's society nobody can relate to him sure right he's a yeah. he's a oh, god amongst me immortals uh-huh. a god that stands upon his feet and looks down upon us mere mortals. I think that type of scenario where he's literally practically a god yeah. and he's trying to identify it as a mortal, that that humanization that if if Santa Monica could nail with a fucking wood plank that was Kratos and turn him into a character that I fucking feel so much for. Mm-hmm. Imagine what they could do with a character that's already written in stone, who you know is good. He's an awesome character. Yeah. But he's just been portrayed in mainstream media poorly, depending on who you ask, Martini. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, I think this is an awesome... Th- and then just having that top-down, like, that that side-angle view. Like, having the fight between, you know, Kratos and the Stranger, when he hits him with the whole entire tree. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, like... That that reminded me of uh, of uh, Superman, yeah. and just like how each connect was just hitting, I was just like, this reminds me of fucking Superman. Mm-hmm. And even like when, like uh, in other fights, I can't say, 
Like, that was super fucking man. I felt like Superman, but, yeah. like, way cooler with a beard. So, I'm choosing Santa Monica to That's be completely, completely real and honest yeah. with you. And I, you wouldn't nerf his powers one bit. He stays OP as fuck. That, that is something yeah. I, I'm very curious about how they go about doing it. Because, like, if you start not. the game with Superman with all of his crazy powers unlocked. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't understand the point of progressing you know yeah well that's it for the news let's get into andrew house's snail mail now guys i've been reading andrew house's uh <laughs> mailbox for a while now and no matter how much secure he he gets how many dogs he sicks on me how he's many also i'm immune to mace in the playstation thing anymore Kyle, he still gets <laughs> eat. just like how presidents get the debriefing every week you know sure. oh i got yeah, it it's the same he it's the still same knows thing. the book of secrets yeah he, he still, still knows has... the book of secrets got it so like i'm you know immune to tasers and whatnot i've grown an abundance and immune to it um <laughs> i take his mail <laughs> Now I'm just imagining you standing at a literal book and people are prodding you with tasers. <laughs> and you're nope, just still reading, not moving. I just I'm imagine like, Andrew House, kind British man. <laughs> just, just in his jam. robe and his jam jams. <laughs> with this pit bull and just aggravated. And he's spraying me with mace. I'm just going through his mail. <laughs> just God damn it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Get off my damn lawn. I haven't worked for the company in a year. <laughs> Be gone with you. <laughs> Give me my loot box. That's mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, boy. <sighs> Sloppy Midkiff writes in. From Twitter. From how, the Twitters. How would somebody ask a question on Twitter, Joe? Well, but certainly. We ask every single Thursday... Uh, guys, hey, give us questions, and then you add us at the trophy room, and you ask us questions. Simple as that. Or you go on to that same feed, and you ask us some comments in the post, and that's how you get in. I read it, and if it makes the cut, it makes the cut, and you get in, and I give you a little shout-out. So with that, or I take it from Andrew House's uh, mailbox. How do you feel about how, sorry, how do you feel about how successful Battlefield 5 has been since release day? With the delay and how, and now their Battle Royale being released so late, do you think that there's a chance to compete in this year's shooter climate? I'm going to let you take this, Joe, because I've not heard anything about it. Thank you. Yeah, neither have I, and that tells you something. Yeah. Uh, beginning of the show, I mentioned it was twenty nine ninety nine when I purchased it. That's crazy. Within a week. Um, we also, it didn't make the news, but the sales of Battlefield 5 were down 50%-ish from their previous uh, Battlefield 1. So I think it's not succeeding. This is taking a huge hit for EA. And I think it shows two things, or three things. A, how you communicate to your audience because they challenged people not to buy this game because they weren't liking what they were seeing with, you know, females being in the game, but also cricket bats, samurai swords, uh, British soldiers. I get where people were coming at. It was just overshadowed by dumb shit. Uh, so with that, you don't challenge your audience. <laughs> you don't. You take their thoughts, or at least you show that you, their thoughts are taken into consideration. It also shows what happens when you have no marketing and you and you come out with a game so late after all the games have come out. After Call of Duty, after Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. After all these games have come out, it kind of just shows that this is what happens. Like Right after Black Friday, all the oxygen and all the money is out of people's wallets. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I it can't. Unfortunately, now it, it, it's going to have a rough, slow launch, but I think it could still succeed like how Rainbow Six uh, Siege did. And I know that's the wrong title, but <laughs> it's uh, see how it just beat it over the head. So, you know, like that game launched very slow in December, but it picked up and picked up and picked up. As long as you listen to the core audience that is there, mm -hmm. people will come. So that's what I think is happening. Is it not? It's not going to compete with this year's shooters. In the slightest, I don't think. Also shows how bad EA's reputation is at this point. We we don't care. And I think yeah. that's a huge problem. And I think there really needs to be some sort of major shift in that company to show they're changing. Because mm -hmm. even their, their stock is down like 40% or 
over the last year, over, since since Battlefront 2, it went from 150 to now $80 a share. That's alarming. Mm-hmm. That is alarming. And I'm not a stockbroker, but just see downward trend, that screws me. So, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, with that, our next question comes from Jimmy Summers 24 Now that all the big games of the fall have arrived, how would you rank them? Which one was the biggest disappointment? So we have Spider-Man, we have Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, uh, Fallout 76, Battlefield 5, Destiny 2, Hitman 2. So out yeah. of the games you've played, where are you ranking? Sure. Uh, so out of these, I've only played four of them. Okay. Um... I'm going Spider-Man number one, right. a very close second, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. uh, then Red Dead, yeah. then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Have what I've played. Okay, okay. Yeah. For me, uh, the games that <sighs> I'm gonna have in the, for the sake of our trophy room uh, awards, I'm gonna have Spider-Man and oh god, I can't right. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to say I was the most pleasantly surprised with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Right? That That's something I, I it came out of nowhere and I fell For in sure. love with. Uh, and then after that, Spider-Man, just because it was the first good Spider-Man and God knows how many. After mm-hmm. that, Red Dead Redemption, obviously. Uh, Call of Duty comes shortly after that. I think this year's Call of Duty is fun. And I love playing it with Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, the Xbox Drive. You follow him everywhere. You get it. Love it. Love that game. Battlefield, uh, Destiny, Hitman 2, I have not played yet. So I'm just going to put those on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, didn't wasn't jiving with me. Yeah, it didn't click. Uh, Fallout 76 goes to our next... I'm so sorry, Fiona. Why did you have to make this one? Yeah, it's dead last. And it goes with this comment of... Uh, Zeranix writes in, if you mm-hmm. could take any game that was released this year, remove it and make it, make them take more time on the game, what would it be? It'd be Fallout 76. I and think I that would game say would that be... as an outsider who hasn't played it yet either. Yeah. yeah. I it, it just makes more sense because I feel like there's a good game there and I think mm-hmm. they're patching it a, a lot of it right now. I, I think that game just needs, it needed more time and I think it was rushed to this holiday season to meet a quota. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that's, that's what it is. I have a video. It should be up at this point. Take a look at it. It's actually a really good look at not just the game, but how the community's, uh, reacting and mm-hmm. some, at some parts overreacting. So, uh, and Eric actually writes in something similar. So let's get to the last question, but thank sure. you, Eric, nonetheless, famous Seamus writes in one with the holidays coming up. What are some games that helps you put? helps put you in the holiday spirit. Is there a game that puts you in the holiday spirit? I was trying to think of something before where I had like a Christmas style level or something, and it's hard to come up with one. I just play, I just, I just play the holiday games, man. Like I'm just playing like the fall games. That's what I, that's what I do. It also is a good time for me to get into my backlog as well. Yeah. So that's what I usually do during the December time is just sit back, relax, play my yeah, backlog that's a yeah. good point usually when it gets closer to christmas winter time i usually sink time into like a big rpg yeah because I, I winter you stay inside hold up and you know some good old rpg battle systems that's what i'm all about there you go there you go and then the second question uh i have a huge backlog of games to play do you have any advice of how to get through a huge backlog yeah Kyle, do you have any advice I do, because I have a huge backlog as well, um, and a lot of games that I've just flat out missed. Right. Um, I used to worry about this a lot, where I'd be like, all right, let me rush through this game to get to another game that I bought and haven't yeah. touched. And I didn't enjoy ooh, myself. God, I or, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy playing games after that. So what I would say you do is really just play the games that you enjoy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. go back. And, and if, it, if 
you you have you put a game in from your backlog man i am tripping over my words tonight if you put a game from your backlog into your console and you start it up and it's just not clicking within the first half hour 45 minutes don't feel like you have to stick with it because yeah. you're gonna hate playing it just yeah. play something else it will be there maybe you, it'll just you need some time th- that's what happened with me with rise of the tomb raider I, it took me a while to play it but once yeah. i did i did enjoy it um but you know i just needed time to I, I, I'm a big fan of getting the right mindset for a certain game exactly. or watching a certain show. Exactly. Like I, I'm still yet to watch some of the Marvel Netflix stuff because yeah. I'm just not in that that headspace for it yet. I heard there's you know, a, just, like a show called Friends. I've never heard of it before. I've never watched that either, yeah. Joe. So high what? Five. Seriously? Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a joke. Go go watch it. Uh, for me, <laughs> I don't I don't suffer from this problem at all. I'm very blessed with this thing of just i play the games i'm interested in i don't i don't i don't feel like i have to be part of a conversation uh i just i talk about the games i'm interested in and they just happen to be some of the latest releases because i have you know bad thing with money so it's it's fine to me like this weekend i played assassin's creed i played spyro i played tetris effect i played call of duty and i I have no rush to go back to those games to have a conversation because I'll have the conversation with whoever when the time suggests. My problem is I beat games too fast and I have no one to talk to with. It's like Red Dead Redemption. God, I want to talk about that game, man. And I got no one to talk about it with because the game's so fucking long. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Just play what you like. This week... I look forward to getting back into Astro Bot, man. I cannot wait. I, I don't know when I can play it next. It sucks. I'm excited to get back to Odyssey, Tomorrow. actually. Yeah. I can't wait to get back into Odyssey. Yeah, same here. Odyssey is another one. Like, I just I can't wait to get back. And I'll find time. I'll find time. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, you just got to get into the moods. And with that, so, guys, I hope you join us with us along this ride. Again, we will be streaming the Game Award Game Awards on Thursday. 8 o'clock, we'll do our pre-show, and then we'll get into the actual show show. And then on December 8th, 1 o'clock EST time, we'll be streaming the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. And then Thursday the 13th, we will be hosting and running the Trophy Room Awards. Whew, so great. This is the best episode yet, Kyle. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. I agree. With all that said, guys... With all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.